Hi, this is Luigi Subtil. I play Sean Archer uh, on Chicago Med, and you're listening to Family Chats. Hey guys, welcome back to FFC. I'm Maureen. And I'm Jeanette. And we are back with another NBC night, finally. Whenever they take on their breaks, it feels like it's months. Even It could be I a week, hate- but it feels like months. It's because it's too long. I hate it. Yes. It's like I need to see them on my screen every week or it is too long. That's exactly so when I it. resort back to like old episodes just to keep. Our summers going. are going to be rough. I'm just going to rewatch something. That's what I'm going to do. This is the first time since I started watching it that I'm actually fully caught up on all the shows. Mm-hmm. So now when it ends at the season... It's gonna be I, brutal. I, I don't have anything else. When it ended last time, I just finished binge watching all nine of the PD seasons, and then I just went into fire. Yeah. And then in September, after they all started, I was in the middle of a binge of Med. So I, for a solid year, I've done nothing but binge watch <laughs> Chicago shows. I know I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. Just start over on PD. That's what I've done. <laughs> I, I made it up to like season three again. So like periodically, I'm just watching. Yeah. Well, we're going to start with Med today. Like usual, we're going to go the same route that NBC does. Uh, and we are going to start off with Jeanette's favorite. His patient this week was a very emotional one. And I kind of, I thought it was weird because before there was a um, documented person's case on mm-hmm. Med. And that's when we found out that Cuevas had a DACA, right? Like she mm-hmm. was part of that program. Yeah. Yeah. And then they never talked about it again. And I thought, I remember thinking, oh, I thought they were going to bring that up again. And then they yeah. didn't. So I'm, it was nice to see them bring it up. But by this time, I already yeah. forgot about that storyline. I had to until Sharon brought it back up. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, see, I watched the previously on, so I knew it was coming because they uh, brought up that case. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, I mean, this one was a crazy, like, it was so sad, though. I mean, those parents, like, I mean, for one, you're bringing your child in and obviously mm-hmm. they're panicked. And yeah. poor Will, which I don't know. I guess for a second there, I thought, oh, Will's going to know Spanish. I don't know why. I just assumed that he like probably would. It just seemed like such a Will thing to like maybe know like some of this, but no. So it was, but that was a good plot line to be able to bring Dr. Cuevas in because, you know, he needed someone who could help translate and, yeah. you know, for the parents and things. Um, But I mean, like, this was another case that, Again, I mean, I know I talk about Will all the time, but I just love how, like, you know, this family is obviously fighting for their daughter to be saved. Their son has previously mm-hmm. died from unknown. I mean, they don't know what happened to him at this other hospital. But the exact same symptoms that this girl is yeah. now exhibiting. Yeah. And so they they brought him, brought her to med. And as they're you know trying to figure out what's going on, we find out that, you know, Sharon busts in there with, we've got to stop treating her because like they left and like the insurance won't cover stuff, which I get, which infuriates me though, like to no end about this insurance mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and I, I just like how like, it's really unrealistic because I'm not really sure if doctors out there really would fight the way the Dr. Halstead fights for, you know, like, well, I'm going to find these answers. Like, I'm not, you know, worried about the insurance or any of that stuff, like but I mean, I like how we see him fight for those things all the yeah. time. I think it is so consistent. I mean, I think they all are, but there's something about his passion in these sort of situations. Like, yeah. I mean, even, you know, when they're getting to the point that they're talking about, they've got to get her out of there and they're having to discharge her. He's like, wait, we've got, you know, cause Dr. Cravis notices her urine and the smell. And they're like, wait, we think it's one more thing. And he even said to her, like, 
we will like I'll pay for this one myself yeah. if I have to. And I was like, oh, this is why I love you. It's very ballsy. unrealistic. No doctor in the world's going to actually say that. Like, well, I mean, I won't say no doctor. There's probably someone wonderful out there in the world that would. But it, I think it's highly unrealistic that a doctor would say that to someone. But probably, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that is one of the reasons that we like Will so much. Yeah. And I did think, I wish, I mean, if this is the name of it, it's the name of it. But I, <laughs> I wish there was something more creative to it. What was it like? It the, was something about maple syrup or something. Maple like, syrup urine <laughs> syndrome yeah. or something like like that's. I actually rewound it because I'm like, that's not the name. She's just <laughs> describing the smell, right? <laughs> nope, that's the name. <laughs> I mean, I guess you just call it what it is. You know, I don't know. The other thing that's interesting is that she. That's not even her area. Medical is. I mean, yeah, she was trained, right. but she's. Ooh she's psychiatry mm-hmm. and yet she is aware of this incredibly rare disease that manifests physically and can... that was the part that I was like i think it would have been yeah. better if will found that instead of yeah or like yeah maybe saying because it felt to me like she figured out what it was yeah when it would have been more realistic if she was like that doesn't smell right will come smell this what is that that yeah. would have made more sense yeah. to me but it, it was when she smelled it she's like oh well, come here. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, inc- I don't know. I know. I no, I always wonder too, like with these like rare diseases, like do really all these doctors like know about all these rare, I mean, mm. I, it always seems like they just all know about these super yeah. rare scenarios. It's like, if they're that rare, would you know about it? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. unless you've actually had a case like that before, yeah. would you know about it? Probably not. You know, like. Like, I feel like Dr. Song would because she's constantly running things through her mm-hmm. program. And maybe that's why Will would know what it is because he's been working alongside her and she's constantly pulling up yeah. all these things it could be. And so there's these yeah. random weird things that pop up all the time. Yeah. But it's it's or less might- realistic that a normal doctor would, even more unrealistic that a psychiatrist would. Yeah. Or you might know about some of them because, you know, at some point in your, you know, career you've ran into these from yeah. time to time or but like i feel like all the doctors always know about all of the, the rare situations and it's like that's probably unrealistic listen you're not all conrad hawkins okay exactly well apparently they all are at med too so <laughs> just will <laughs> right see if the residence ending there we go dr hawkins just moved to chicago <gasps> get you a job there take Devin with you oh that would be fun wouldn't that be nice yeah no I would I I could get behind that I think Will and Conrad would hate each other though and then I would oh, have I a real care. dilemma on my hands I I would like Will I would like Conrad enough for the both of us I met I have to stick with Will I, I think Dean and him would bash heads at first oh for sure right that would be so fun to watch wouldn't love it so good so good but in the end, we do. It, it is nice to shed light on that because at first I thought this was going to be, I thought they were going to go. They're undocumented. We can't. They're not insured, so we can't. And I hate those storylines. Yeah. Not just because. I mean, there's a lot of reasons I don't like it. But yeah. hospitals are supposed to be able to treat people no matter what. It's yep. there's signage all over, and mm-hmm. so it makes me sad to see people who are genuinely in need who won't get served because they aren't legal. Medical care should be universal. Yeah. It, it, it shouldn't it should. matter where you're from. 
And this is something that, I mean, and maybe it was because I was infuriated by this off of, I'll tell my own little personal story just a little bit here, off of coming from my day at the ER. So my day at the ER for my mouth and, you know, I had a big infection or whatever, they, the hospital I went to, it's University of Kentucky. So it's like the largest hospital in our area. The ER, fine. My medical insurance covered absolutely like, you know, no big deal. From there, I saw an oral surgeon that works for UK. They scheduled me an appointment at their clinic at UK that I went to the next day. But of course, there they take dental insurance. My dental insurance is out of network. So I got there. I had to spend almost $2,000 out of pocket that day to pay for that procedure. And I mean, I did it because I have it. But like, what if I didn't? Like, this was obviously, my, the, my, the person that saw me was obviously concerned enough about the infection in my mouth that it needed to be drained like right away. So like, what if I couldn't have paid that? Like, what would you have done? So like, those are situations that just irritate me. Like, yeah, like it, it was the same case in this person. They're like, we, we can't afford this. We don't have this to like pay for this right now. So I don't know. It just, insurance makes me angry. Yeah, all around. that's exactly it. And I know yeah. like a lot of us here in the US will bemoan like, why can't we have it like Europe? And then you hear Europeans say, yeah, but the doctors aren't as good over here. So I mean, there's, there's plus and minuses to each system. Sure. I, I think that there should be a system set up though, where people who cannot afford it, like I was in the air for five hours on last Wednesday mm-hmm. and our hospital came in and said, can you pay this? You know, this is what you owe for this visit. I'm like, nope, can't do that. I'm like, yeah. okay. So they're going to call you just reference this. And that's what our, but I think it should be universally like that. It's yes. different hospitals react differently. Insurances react. And it's just, it's, it's, that's why people don't go to doctors here. They don't go mm-hmm. until it's too late because a, they're yes. either going to have to pay a boatload of money that they can't mm-hmm. afford to pay or mm-hmm. B they're going to get slammed with the cost that they aren't even aware that are there. Right. I mean, it's insane. My, I'm lucky. In, well, I don't know, lucky to have cancer, but I'm, my oncologist, mm-hmm. I'm lucky enough to have the oncologist that I do because when he's talking to me about treatments and scans and stuff. Some of my scans cost $10,000 just to get the scan done Yeah, to check for cancer, which you're, <laughs> you kind of have to do. That's yeah, kind I'm, of an important test yes. <laughs> like, to make it. So no one on God's green earth can afford it except for celebrity elite people is insane. Uh, my doctor will say things like, well, no, we're going to do it here because then the new billing cycle starts and we know that insurance will cover this if we do it at this time, but it won't cover it if we do it at this time. And that's what doctors have to think like. And if they're good doctors, they have to think, when will mm-hmm. your insurance come in? When will your deductible kick in? And they have to do all this added work just so they can help their patients. And that's what I liked about yeah. Will is him's, he just has this drive of, he has that same drive that mm-hmm. I need to make this work for my patient. But yes. I, if it doesn't, then I bear the responsibility. I'm going to pay for it. I wouldn't want another doctor to pay for my procedure. And I'm sure that that girl wouldn't either. Right. But to have someone who realizes this is a problem, if more medical doctors could stand up and say, this is a problem and go against big pharma and go against these corporate health insurance companies, maybe we could streamline it a bit more so people like this could have help because this wasn't an undocumented case. This was simply a case of insurance gone batty. Yeah. And it was because they, you know, had been taken to this hospital first and then left. Of course they left. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you blame them for wanting no. to And like, you should be allowed to do that. Like if I get taken to a hospital and I am unhappy with the care there, mm-hmm. I should be allowed to leave and go to another place and still have my insurance cover that. Yep. 
I mean, that should be a right of mine. Absolutely. Especially when it's insurance. I mean, like I pay for my insurance. That's what like, I say. should have these choices. Like it, it's not like, I mean, which I mean, I don't know if it'd be any different if like it was a government owned like insurance, like maybe I could see where that could be a little different, but like I pay for this. This yeah. comes out of my paycheck. So like it's I cheap. choose things. No, it's <laughs> crazy expensive actually. So, I mean, half my paycheck goes for insurance for me and my kids. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. a lot. Yes. So, I don't know. And I did, I, I like, they didn't overtly make it about that, but I like that Will had the right response to it. And they also balanced it with the DACA storyline. Yes. I did. Yes. I did appreciate that. And I like the background that we got into Cuevas. That, how sad was that? Can you imagine? <gasps> no. I can't that, imagine that, doing that. I mean, that's another, I don't know, soapbox. That I, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to get on, but like, it hurts me that like someone has to experience that. Like. For 10 years, you haven't hugged your parents because you're so afraid that if you were to leave, you can't get back to your job and your life. Like, that's Mm. just, it's not right. And it it upsets me. Um, I got nervous, though, because I was like, no, like, I thought she was going to leave. And I was like, no, I really like her, actually. Mm. Can we not take her? So I'm glad that this storyline went the other direction, that it made her realize that she wants to stay because she feels like she can make any difference here and that it's just you know it's mm-hmm. worth like sticking around to do that yeah and even, even the way she put it mm-hmm. how, did, how did she because it the way she put it just made me like instantly sad as a parent mm-hmm. where she said my parents put me on this boat yes <laughs> like, oh well they quoted something which oh i wish i remember the quote it was from i don't know from some i don't know if it was a poem or a book i don't know i'm not it's very a poem versed okay that's what i was thinking but it was you know that they wouldn't something about you know no one gets on a boat unless something about the i don't know anyway <laughs> unless it it's based... unless it's safer there than it is on land yes and i i think that's that's so key to this story mm-hmm. that i mean like she said i mean her parents have sacrificed so much to get her here yeah but still it's just sad. I don't want it. it's so sad i can't imagine not i mean i'm thinking about it from not only her point of view of not being able to hug my mom but also as the parent yes. point of view of sacrificing my kids to like give them this better life that thought makes me physically ill i mean we would do it if it was better for our kids but it makes me physically ill to think about that you shouldn't have to and that's where it's just it's sad but you know and we had this wasn't even our only interesting like case slash patient this week this mri thing was wild i think and I, I mean, honestly, I thought so hard because I remember we talked about like the preview and like how oh, this was, was my nightmare. And and of course, when I like had to go to the ER, I had to get a CT <laughs> and I was thinking, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this at all. And it was one of those. It wasn't a planned CT. I was just sent there because the oral surgeon's like, oh, we need to see this. So like I was thinking, OK, like, am I good? Like, I don't know. I was so stressed about all of it. So that was in my head this like because I hadn't seen this episode yet was all in my head like getting in there and I'm like oh my god I don't like this <laughs> but did I, you did you ask this... the doctor if there was any scissors in the room <laughs> I didn't I was all worried I was like god my IV like are we cool like I don't know I was thinking weird stuff I'm like how is that cool that's like a needle in my arm but <laughs> like you're good with I don't know no, they take the needle out it's like a little catheter when it's an IV I know but still it had me all freaked out I don't know <laughs> I don't do hospitals, but this, I will admit that the way that this happened made at least made sense to me. Cause I think when we saw the preview, we were trying to figure out like, how did this, how did this happen? Like, yeah. how did they allow him in there? This was, you know, different. I mean, he, you know, 
was unexpected. Because yeah, I think we definitely assumed that he was in there for an MRI. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he was in the process of getting ready. Yeah. Although I did, I, I think it was because they were all in shock. But when he mm-hmm. opened that door, I would have expected more people to go like, no, no, no. But like he just like went in there and they were all just kind of yeah. standing there for a second. Like, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that he would have listened. Like, even if they had screamed no. I mean, the man was clearly no, he wouldn't have. out of his mind. So yeah. I don't think it would have mattered. I mean, he, I had weird vibes about him from the moment he came in. There was say. just something off. Mm-hmm. about like everything even when he was like trying to leave like when she was like going into labor and i'm thinking um no sir like <laughs> you you can't leave like she's having her baby right now i got real nervous because it was nothing on med is easy nothing nothing in the dick wolf world is ever easy in any capacity yeah. so when hannah was like oh no i've done this a thousand times you're okay and he was like you're right you're right i thought that was way too easy. Something then, real bad is coming down this pike. And then I got stressed when she hands in the scissors and yes! she just cut the umbilical cord. And I'm like, hmm, that's awful close. That baby. And I yes! can tell there's something that's wrong all I could think. It's, I thought he was gonna I thought he was gonna kill the baby or like miss the umbilical cord and pass out or stab in the stomach or something. I, I thought something horrible was gonna happen. That I don't because I didn't realize he was the I didn't realize he was the MRI guy, like from the preview, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like I that, forgot that, that MRI was coming. Head. Yeah, I did too. I was too stressed about the baby. I didn't think they would hurt the baby because I was like, okay, Dick Wolf's done a lot of things, but I don't think he'll do this. He's but done I was a lot st- of things to children. I was a little scared about Hannah, I guess, is where, like, because I thought she would try, like, I don't know. I thought Hannah was going to get hurt, if I'm being honest. But no, it was him. He hurt himself by going in that room. And I mean, my goodness, like, scissors, t- like the neck. I mean, this was just. Even his, the hard thing too is that. Wasn't his necklace like up this way attached to the MRI machine? So it was pulling mm, on his necklace. Probably. And then he also yeah. had scissors right there. So he had two things coming against his neck. Yes. Which probably wasn't helping that. Crushed by the bed. Too. Yes. Like, yeah. I mean, it was, he, it was crazy. I do have to say that those bumps in the back of his neck grossed me right out. I, was I, d- like, I did not like that. that. I did no. not. Oh, that made me like nauseous. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. I was like, what is that? But kudos to Dr. Charles, though, who he saw him. And he's like, I'm just going to pretend that everything's totally normal. I don't see anything. This is totally yeah. fine. Yeah. Was it? I don't remember who asked him that about like what he thinks. He's like, well, I'm really just trying to keep him calm. Yeah. <laughs> we're not, we're not running diagnostic things right now. We just don't want this guy to freak out. Yeah. Right now we're just chilling. Like we're not really worried about what caused this. We're just trying to fix it at yes. the moment. So, And the way it's filmed, because Matt is first followed by fire, it it made fire flow in really nicely the things we saw on fire, which we're yeah. obviously gonna talk about later, because Joe came in there and he kept saying, My men, you go do this, mm-hmm. you do this. And he was taking he was clearly the leader of that right then taking charge. Yes. And that was I didn't I was cutting wedding invitations while it was on. So I wasn't watching it, but I was listening to all that. I so I didn't really see them like hook up the cribbing, but I heard him say what he was gonna do. Mm-hmm. And that was just it it seemed like a really, really creative solution that works yeah. and yeah. even with the i thought it was um the 3d printing i didn't realize that they would have a station like that but it makes sense that they would have that set up in yeah. a hospital yes i did like dr song and archer together because archer is obviously he does not like all this technological advancement yeah. stuff yeah. and when he walked in there her only response is don't break anything right <laughs> The reason I laughed so hard is because I flashed back to when he got mad at the R2.0 and shoved it aside and broke it. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's top of Dr. Song's mind is he's going to go ape in here because he's angry at technology. Yes. yes. But they both work together. I do really like Dr. Song and I like seeing her. I think her, I do too. I like seeing what she gives to the show, the other side mm-hmm. of things where she's looking at everything from, because we have, we're so used to our doctors looking at everything empathetically and passionately yes. and emotionally. Yes. And she's very analytical. And I think there has yeah. to be that balance. So I like what yeah. she brings to the show there. I agree with that. I agree with that. And I mean, I like that. I mean, I thought the, you know, 3D printer was really like creative and like, yeah. I think everybody there was like, good idea. Like, let's do that then. How did, how did he secure He secured it with plastic clamps. Is that how he secured mm-hmm. the scissors? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I was so, I was like, that was another scene. Like this whole storyline was like just nerve wracking. I guess like watching him. I mean, not only I mean, we know that he's having issues, you know, because all day Hannah's been chasing around with his water bottle. Yeah. Which I thought was funny too. That like she's just like keeping up with you know with it for him or whatever. But um it was hard to reach, it looked like. I mean, I'm thinking my little short self, like I wouldn't be able to reach it. Like, even <laughs> if I had the abilities to do this, like it it was hard for even Dean. You could see he was like straining to like get to where he needed to be, which I feel like is kind of dangerous in like what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um but I mean, he pulled it off and I was really proud of him. But then, you know, I mean, he almost passed out afterwards. So that mm. was stressful. And I think, I don't know. I just really have a bad feeling about his kidneys, if I'm being honest. I think that Sean is going to have an opportunity to save his dad. I do too. I just hope what stresses me out, Maureen, is that I hope that it goes well. Yeah, that's true. Because there hasn't been a death on that in a while. There, I don't know that med other than the crazy doctor ava um i don't know if we've ever had like a main like like someone who like really close to the cast i guess dr charles's wife um robin's mom mm-hmm. but other than that have we season. had any have we had any deaths really maybe the maybe he has a policy on med that he doesn't do that because there's enough death in the characters that come in every week something tells me dick wolf doesn't have a policy like that <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm I mean, nervous. it's been eight years without a main character death. I think we could say that he's got some sort of policy in place. I'm just nervous because I have really fallen in love with like the Archer storyline in general. With both Archers, like I'm, I'm really in love with the whole storyline. Yeah, and so it just makes me nervous. I think Luigi kind of cemented that for us. I think it's his he fault for phenomenal. being himself. That no, like no, we can't let the Archers you. go away. We're Facebook friends now. So. Are you? <laughs> Just saying. But no, I mean, I, I really think like it's almost the detriment of like us interviewing these cast members. Like it's a lot of fun, but it like makes my heart grow so much when we do. And then. Yeah. It's just, like this is what's upsetting. This is the only reason that I'm upset about if the resident is canceled. Like I'm cool with where the story ended. It's the love that I have yep. for all those people we've spoken with. Exactly. That I want good things for them. So like this is it's it's tough when we interview these people. No. Even with like OBX, like I was genuinely angry that Shoop was not in it enough because we interviewed Cullen Moss. And I was like, what yeah. Where, Where is, is his dominance in this show? No, I agree. I agree. And that's what happens. And so it's, I really hope they don't take Luigi from us. Well, I think here's my, my, my idea is that there has been a lot of setting up Dean in ways that his loss would be really, really hard to fill because you think of who's yeah. in the ER right now, 
they would have to hire on someone new to fill his spot because I don't think anyone else there is built up enough to do the job that Dean does. A, I don't think Dean's going anywhere. Oh, you think Lou? <gasps> no, they would not kill Sean. Well, now I'm scared. I did that wasn't even entered in my head before. I don't like it, but wouldn't it make for a good story? I mean, if we're being honest, like as far as the drama goes. No. No. Do not give him ideas. He doesn't need them. He already knows creative ways to kill people. He doesn't need our input. I'm just saying. I will say that the the, the stress is the reason I I was feeling the reason I was feeling pretty confident about it because I was a part of an operation like this before and i was the donor and it was fine yeah it wasn't even an issue and there was an issue in the person i donated to so like in my head that's where it goes is okay maybe dean won't let i thought that's where you go with it is maybe dean won't let sean give it to him and dean's gonna so i didn't even think about the donor (laughs) being sick or cut off because that could definitely happen like i mean can it's not as common it's fairly rare for that to be a situation but Rare things happen happen. on Chicago Med all the time. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm just saying. I don't want to be stressed out about this for weeks. I mean, I feel like, and especially where we've got like, I mean, it would, it would bring Hannah and it would give a time for Hannah and Dean to become closer because he would need to lean on closer. I don't either, but I'm just saying, I'm afraid that's where we're going. I would rather Sean and her get closer. Well, I would too. But I'm just saying. I guess we're going to have to wait and watch for that to happen we'll because he does say that they want dialysis. And I think we're I think we're going towards a transplant yes. at some point. I just don't know how it's going to play out. And you have to know it's coming from Sean. I mean, that's a, that's a main reason to put him in there because when you're going into kidney failure, a relative is the best possible match yes. more often than not. I mean, yeah, it happens without being a, a relative, but more often than not, it's a relative often parents to yes. kids or vice versa. Well, I think, man, stressed out now, but it's rare. And I guess there's another right. rare thing that happened this week uh, with uh, Dr. Tanaka, who <laughs> I'm so oh glad to see him knock down a peg because he was driving me crazy. When yes. was it Dr. Saw? Or no, it was just a, a nurse in the surgical wing who's like, he's awfully full of himself. I thought, thank you, somebody, for saying it out loud. Yeah. That's been my issue with him. Yeah. It was so like, I did feel a little bad though, because I mean, here you are in the middle of surgery and I mean, like the poor man passes gas, which like super embarrassing. Like that would be like insanely embarrassed. And then like Marty and like the anesthesiologist and all like y'all start laughing. Like, I feel like that's really unprofessional to start like laughing at him, but I don't know. I felt kind of bad for it if I'm being honest, but then like I knew, I feel like there, I knew there was going to be more to it because not only that, like his stomach's rumbling and I'm thinking, oh no, there's obviously going to be more to what's happening. It's not just a little funny, like something, like there's something really going to be wrong with him. But like, how crazy, like, I mean, the x-ray, like all of a sudden, like his colon is like up in his chest. Like that's the craziest thing I think I've ever heard of. This was another one of those like, you know, super rare things that like, obviously like he was having issues when he was laying there and then he pass gas again and then of course that's when like crockett's like oh we need to get an x-ray so once again it's when these like oh i bet i know what this is his colon's probably in his you know what i mean like i don't know i feel like it was- i don't think he did know i don't think rocket knew. i think that he said it was weird that when you pass gas your heart stopped 
Yeah. So he said he wanted to see what was going on with his heart. Maybe that's what it was. It was because just... Tanaka looked at the. <laughs> I like Tanaka's response because when he looked at the X-ray, he said, "That's my colon. That shouldn't be there." Like, nope. Probably be there. not. <laughs> so how crazy! I mean, I feel it's kind of terrible that like, and it's kind of weird to think about that. Like he, he mentions like he's had these issues kind of since he was younger. He's obviously had this hernia that just has continued to grow and grow. And, you know, his working out with CrossFit and doing all that has just made it worse. And, it, like, yeah. it allowed your colon to move to your chest. Like, that's, I mean, it was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. How does that happen? Super gross. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy to think about your organs being able to move around like that, if I'm being honest. Like, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, it makes me think of David, like, when we, that's <laughs> a little off topic. Like, when I had my C-section. Like he said, like legit, like they just move your organs like out of the way because he mm. made the mistake of looking over the thing. He's like, and all of your organs were just kind of pushed off to the side. He's like, it was the weirdest. <laughs> of course, I'm weird. I'm like, man, I wanted to see that, you know, but he got to see it. So, I mean, I guess it's the same. I guess they can. It just, I never, I think about them being like in place mm-hmm. and not being able to shift around, but I guess they could if like there was you know an avenue to make it happen so i don't know yeah this was one of those really weird cases that i never thought was even a thing (laughs) yeah i've never heard of it either it was gross i didn't like part of me i didn't feel as bad for him when they all started laughing at him in the room because he has been so arrogant and snide to everybody on staff and i think i think had it been anyone else that staff would not have laughed that's probably true but i think they're finally like ha ha He's getting knocked down a peg. And yeah. Even, poor Crockett when he's in the middle of it. He's like, it's all right. Everyone does it sometimes. Really, Crockett? Do they? Do they do it sometimes? And then when he passed out, Crockett had no idea what to do for a minute. Yeah. And I, I kind of like seeing Crockett like look between his patient and his doctor. He's like, floor. I got to finish this. You know, like this is sort of, we're in the middle of this. But so I, he, yeah, Crockett was sweet with his whole like, everyone thinking well that was nice of you crockett but no i'm pretty sure that probably doesn't happen very often no. in middle surgery and tanaka's aware of how people are going to view him from now on, but i think he's not going to have any trouble with his ego i think that no. he kind of needs people to remember him that way because it's going to keep him up because when you're that arrogant you're going to make mm-hmm. mistakes and i think that Crockett, i think that's why crockett doesn't work with him very much because crockett is aware that the more arrogant you are the more likely you are to make mistakes yeah. And if you think something is too good for you, then you're going to quickly, because he did that with the governor's case. Remember that? Mm-hmm. When yeah. he, it was, oh, someone else more important, you finish this, I'm going to go do the more important thing. And yeah. that was a big problem. And I think that that's probably heavy on his mind. So he tries to talk him into doing this surgery that is less, I don't, was it less invasive? Because there's quicker recovery time by doing it with OR 2.0. So it can't be as invasive as the other ones he was suggesting. Why was he suggesting all the other ones? The other old school ways as Tanaka kept putting um, it. I don't know. Maybe Name because there's more or cost? Or, yeah, I mean, I don't know. But it was it was crazy yeah. to see in two back to back cases where it was the girl who couldn't afford her insurance wouldn't cover it to the surgeon who could say what kind of surgery he wanted and have his choice pick of the litter. It was exactly frustrating to see. I didn't even put that together, out. but yeah, that's definitely a wild comparison something i did like about this episode like we've had all these difficult and emotional cases and things but we kind of got to see like a little sweet little moment between dr charles and liliana which i thought was really nice too yes (laughs) 
Poor Dr. Charles tried to pick it up for her. <laughs> I know, I know. And I mean, I can understand like being embarrassed. Like, I feel like that would just put you in an odd position. I mean, yes, that is her job to like, you know, that that is what she does. And I don't think she minds at all. Like mm-hmm. that, that is what she does, you know, so it doesn't bother her. But I could see where I would be embarrassed, like to, yeah. you know, I've made an extra mess, like for you to clean up. So I feel like I would want to, it's like the whole, like, this is why I can't have like a cleaning lady or a maid come to my house because I would feel the need to clean for them, which would defeat the whole purpose of why they're coming there. Yes. So, but I think a lot of people probably feel that way. Mm -hmm. There's even that my house is never as clean as it is until five minutes before people come to my house. Even though, you know, the people coming there, their house looks the exact same as yours does right now. You yes. can't have, it's, it's a whole different ballgame. And even like my friends who that I have that idea with that, you know, I have to clean before you come over. We mm-hmm. joke with each other about how messy and destroyed our houses are. And then I have to like hyper clean. Exactly. So yeah. it's the same sort of mentality. And I think for him, it was also because he made that extra mess. And because I think sometimes he forgets that's her job there. Like he doesn't forget she doesn't work at the hospital, but he forgets. Yeah. Oh wait, she has to clean up after me too. And I, yeah. I think that's because they're together i think that that's just something yeah. that he doesn't dwell on so he forgets sort of like that's the thing and she's also like she said she doesn't usually go this late mm-hmm. so she's not and usually he, in there cleaning and he's probably never thought about that prior to this or never no. thought about anyone else that cleans up for you all at any other time during the hospital no. it's just that's on the and i mean i don't know i thought it was cute though like just their you know the way they expressed how they care about yeah. each other. Like, I was like, this is nice. I like this. I really, really like Liliana. And I really, really mm-hmm. like her and Charles together. Yeah. And I like that Charles will, sub- well, I, we don't expect anything less of Dr. Charles, but when she mm-hmm. says something's important to her or when she says mm-hmm. she needs him to change what he's doing around her, like he does it because he recognizes yeah. her voice. And I I like, that's such a healthy version of a relationship. And that's not often that we get to see that on our drama shows. Yeah, it's no, I agree. Chaotic and stressful, and <laughs> no one's admitting yeah. to things that's going on. So it's just nice to see a healthy relationship come out. Yeah, I like it a lot too. And next week we get to see Sam again. Yes, which I is always nice. love because we don't see him very often, and that's I was happy. But do I love to see Sam? Like we don't see him nearly as often anymore. Um, I feel like in earlier seasons we saw him a lot. So. A lot the whole like getting to see him and i love him and crockett are doing a surgery together which mm-hmm. their styles are so different that yes. i feel like it's always going to lead to good scenes and good you know confrontation and stuff um, although crockett the- is different now he's not crockett is not as maverick as he was before he's not as fly true. by the cuff anymore he's very cautious and countered and yeah that's true once was. that's true the thing during this surgery too though that i don't know it looks like there's like a film crew and i'm not sure exactly why the film crew like i don't know if it's because of whoever the patient is like they didn't really give us that well they are in 2.0 as well so i i it could have something to do with that yeah i couldn't tell if it was because of that or if it was maybe it's a, like a you know high class patient or you know who knows um but obviously something's going wrong yeah and so that makes for the film crew it's kind of crazy that they're, they're there the way. you know yeah so I think though, but that's all they really gave us. So yeah, we'll see about that. You know, I, I am interested to see how Sam thinks of the 2.0 because I think he likes like the newer things. He's very, I mean, he's a neurosurgeon, so he likes digging in that stuff, but I'm, I just want to see him work in there. 
Yeah, I think so. I think he would be one that would be on board with it as long as it's not affecting like as soon as 2.0 would question sam (laughs) exactly yep that's where it would be a problem i think because neurosurgeons are probably some of the most arrogant from what i've seen on tv i mean (laughs) i don't know any actual neurosurgeons in real life but typically on these shows the neurosurgeons are the ones that are very cocky and arrogant it's fairly similar i've heard that report which i think probably the surgeries they do are probably harder i mean yeah so i you're allowed to be arrogant i think so i don't know the time to jump into fire. It yes. is time to jump into fire. And you have a new favorite character on fire, I hear. I do. I do. <laughs> I finally have a thought. Because I like, okay, so fire has been my one Chicago show that like I've liked people and I've had crushes, you know, because I mean, we know I like my TV boyfriends. Um, Hawkins was probably the closest to having one, but I think they took him right about the time I was really like getting there. But after this week, I think like carver is officially i want to call him my fire boyfriend i absolutely adored him this week absolutely adored him i don't know just like the whole thing i mean i we knew that this was going to be like a crazy call anyways we, we saw that from the previews last or you know a couple weeks ago um at this apartment they yeah. get there and i mean this little boy's been shot in the head which is nuts yeah this is not and how I Mama thought it was going to go out. I thought it was going to be gang members no. were getting shot. I didn't know it was going to be this way. Yeah. And I mean, mom is even acting weird, not wanting to sort of explain what's going on. And I mean, you know, it is gang members, but it's, you know, this obviously this kid's just caught in the crossfire here of this because he happens to live next door. Um, And I get real, again, I get nervous because I feel like every time something crazy happens on fire, it's not even about Carver this time. It's about Gallo. Gallo is always around when like something stressful. I guess Carver is too, it seems, when something dangerous and stressful is going mm-hmm. down. So like when like they're in that room and we see, you know, now she sees those other gang members go in. I'm thinking, can y'all be careful? Because like now they're coming up there and like, I don't know. I, I got real nervous of them yeah. trying to like, you know, protect the boy and, and all of that stuff. Um was it Gallo or Stella who looked at the guys who were coming up the shoot and was like, hey, hey, stop, stop. Don't you don't want to go up there? And then they still stood out there and were shooting. Was that Gallo or Stella who tried to was, warn them off? I think it was Stella because then Gallo was already in there and that's what Stella had to like radio to him and, and Carper to say, you know, get down or whatever. Um, but good job on Stella because I feel like mm-hmm. that was really innovative, like what yes. she did with like the fire extinguisher and like I mean, she saved the day. I mean, like that's the only way they got out of there. Mm-hmm was by Absolutely. getting those guys out so i mean i was that was brave and also after they realized that there was still a bullet hole in the wall that that's where the shots had come through and they realized okay they're in the hallway mm-hmm. moving the fridge in front of the door to barricade it from the bullets was something that yeah. i can't say that i would have thought of that in that situation yeah that but, i mean obviously they're trained them. obviously they're trained to know mm-hmm. that but even the way carver was talking to that little boy and he was he wasn't giving anything away about his past, but yet he was giving mm-hmm. a lot away about his past and Gallo was in the room and just to watch him care for that boy. And I even like how, when she was like, no, no cops, no sirens. Like, okay. But then Gallo took it outside and he's like, we need an ambulance. And I, so I like that yeah. they were, their whole goal, their whole, whole focus was on keeping both mom and kid calm because they understood the risks, mm-hmm. but they still got their required personnel there. Yeah. 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 No, it was, um, it was a tough one. I mean, like I said, watching like 
watching Harper with this, like there were so many moments that I also still think that we're leading, we're still heading, I don't know, we're heading him in a different path. I don't think the girl he's with, well, I forget her name from OFI. I don't think that's even going to last any time at all because what is her name? Seeger. Seeger. There it is. Okay. Jeez Louise. I don't think Seeger and him are, I don't think there's any way that this is going to turn into something because even when they were like in bed together later on and she mentioned something about, I don't know, I can't remember exactly what she said, but basically she was talking about how it just being, or maybe it was when she was talking to Violet and all them. It was just really lighthearted and just a kind of a casual whatever. I'm not sure that that's what he wants anymore. Mm-hmm. I just, the I got the vibes watching him interact with his child and thinking about his childhood that he is somebody who probably wants a family and wants to be able to have this sort of life. He just, I don't know. I just got that vibe this week that he's not interested in just sort of being this carefree lone wolf anymore Uh that he's wanting to find something to like settle into. Well, she's also giving him companionship and she's giving, she's fulfilling a need in him that he was intentionally not filling. So I think he enjoys having that companionship. I think he enjoys having that person next to him and be with him. And I think the writers are still leaving it open enough in case Taylor Kinney does not return. I was going to say that. I think they're doing that intentionally because I think if Taylor Kinney were to return, this story could very easily turn into, we have started off just kind of loose, but now the more time we spend with each other, the more we are into each Mm -hmm. other, the more we Mm -hmm. like, the more permanent we are. So I think that they're intentionally leaving it open like that just in case. Yeah. Because he Carver is going to go with Stella if Taylor Kinney does not return. I think so too. And I, I think they're a good match if yeah. Kelly isn't returning. I mean, obviously Kelly is our number one choice oh, for Stella. Absolutely. But, but I think if he doesn't, I think Carver is a good replacement. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I hate to say that. That's, but I mean, not a replacement. He's a good alternative. Yeah. Replace, a replacement yeah. just sounds so harsh. But I, I think. <laughs> I think it's kind that they're doing that because you think of like Grey's Anatomy and Ellen Pompeo. She was basically chained to that yeah. show for 19 yeah. years. Even when she wanted to leave, she felt like she couldn't. Now they're they're allowing it. We don't know what the personal issue is still that Taylor can even have. We don't need to know, quite honestly. It's his life. Yeah. It's his personal life. Yeah. We don't need to know it. But because we don't know it, the, there's a big chance the writers are aware of what's going on. So they're being kind enough to not chain him to the show and they're allowing him to have a way out if he needs it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think that's decent of them to do that. No, I, I agree. I agree. But I mean, um, he's clearly Carver is clearly haunted by this. And even Seeger picks up on it because she, she said to him the next morning, Oh, the distraction didn't work. And then she said, you've had hard cases before. Why was this one so different? And he just could not, I think he could pinpoint it, but I think he doesn't allow his head to go back there that far. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he's just he's stressed about it and it's and obviously it's a trauma a very mm-hmm. large trauma that has fully defined his entire life yeah. so i don't think he lets himself dig too deep into that yet i i yeah. hope we will see that by the end of this by the end of the uh, season i can't want to call it semester i hope yeah. we do dig into that a little bit because i like i like seeing that side of our characters it makes them more permanent to the show although that's also dangerous in chicago fire to make them more permanent but I would like to see that from Carver. Yeah. I, I would like to know where his head is at now because we can clearly see he's changing by how he's interacting with everybody mm-hmm. and even allowing Seeger to come in there and stay with him. I, mm-hmm. And even at the end, when she comes into the bar, 
Yeah, they're they're flippant and she says loose, but the first thing she says is, Have you seen Carver? She yeah. was never she wasn't going to Molly's before, but all of a sudden she's in Molly's every night looking for Carver. They hang out yeah. together and they lead together. So they're they're they are building that. I think it'll be nice. And that yeah. Bronco was a really nice vehicle too, by the way. I was so I want you to know I was with Violet whenever like she was talking about how like manly and how like kind mm-hmm. of she's basically saying how hot the Bronco was because I was thinking the same thing. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I like that a lot. Um and then of course when he sells it, I was like really upset. I was like, no, don't but oh, then I, I saw what it. he did with the money and I was like, that's okay. Cause that was the moment that I fell in love. So yeah. if we ever need to remember the moment that I fell in love with Carver, it was when he sold his Bronco to give money to that mom. Mm-hmm. Like he did not have to do that. And that was a huge gesture. And the other thing too that I thought was very particular to Carver in a good way to that scene mm-hmm. is she said, My son's in the bath. I'll get him out. He'd love to see you. And he was like, No, no, no. I can't stay. I gotta go. So he didn't even want the kid to know. He didn't even want to make a big show of it, a big deal of it. He simply saw a kid who mm-hmm. had an what he what I started to like him more was when he was impassioned about it. When he I don't even remember who he was talking to, but he was a like, kid shouldn't have to be afraid like that. And he was angry. And that's all he was concerned about was this little boy who had to, I mean, imagine if they stayed there. This kid was shot in the head once. By the way, how, I can't figure out, I can't figure out the tract of that bullet. Like you can't. I don't know. If it goes in here, how did it end up here without damaging anything? I can't figure out the the path. Just like they said, I mean, pure luck. And it's, that's all it was. It's just Carver saw a kid who was in pain and if you if you protect kids like that mm-hmm. you you're i'm cool with you like we're yeah we're on the same level and i love that yeah no i totally agree you know t- going back talking a little bit more about kelly i think they are leaving it open-ended and i think we're seeing like the effects of all of this too and seeing i mean i don't know what the long-term effects will be but both joe and stella are both like they're feeling his absence really hard this week and like going through a whole lot of things with it and it did it did answer our question which i'm glad they finally addressed because it just felt weird last week that they didn't even address that how joe is the leader now Mm -hmm. that biden or biden (laughs) that bowden specifically requested joe to Mm -hmm. be the lead on squad i still don't think it makes sense that he doesn't have to go through lieutenant training because it's clear that even if it's not required, if he's just a fill and he's because his lieutenant's on furlough, I can get that as a temporary replacement. Maybe they do with what they had to do. And yeah. Bowden did say for morale, we don't want to go outside to lead these men. Yeah. But it's clear that he could benefit from the training because his paperwork keeps getting returned to him, which mm-hmm. is stressing him out more, which is keeping him awake. And I'm just going to make it so he cannot perform this job. And yeah. I don't, I don't want to get to the storyline where Joe has to be like, I can't do this. I, I can't. It's too hard. I'm too weak. Because yeah. it's exactly what Stella said to Bowden. If yeah. you pull, if you make him feel like he can't do it, then he's never going to try again. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, it would have made more sense to me that, like you said, if it was a temporary something, but like that there was a, like they mentioned something about him having to go through some extra training. Why yeah. couldn't it have been that he had to, he had to go through the lieutenant training as a part of wanting yeah. to take this on. Um, you know, obviously that wouldn't happen immediately, but that it would, he would be mm-hmm. in the process of it. That would yeah. make more sense. I think. Absolutely. I think maybe that's where we're headed. I mean, I think I hope it's so. a logical choice for Joe to go to be the next one to do that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Especially if there's like, because even if, what if Taylor Kenny says, okay, I'm ready to come back, but I can't come back full time. 
Yeah. Then we'll need another one to step up. And I mean, we know why Tony can't be on as much of the show, which by mm-hmm. the way, I loved Tony this episode. Me too. We heard, we got so much and it wasn't like silly. It's like, you will never convince me that cap is anything short of amazing because he's so hilarious in every scene oh, he's yeah. ever in. Yeah, yeah. But Tony is usually like goofy alongside him. We got so much meat with Tony this week. Mm-hmm. He and was, was angry. So, yeah. yeah. I yeah. liked that. I did too. I want I more too. of that. That guy, I don't even I don't even remember the dude's name. I hated him. No I didn't like him at all. Could not stand him. And Tony came at Joe and he came at Cap, which is I mean, like yeah. he came at Cap. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. You know, no, I think yeah. he needed to, but that's yeah, not no, no, Tony's no, that's not Tony's general MO. He's usually like right yeah. on board with whatever Cap's doing, yeah. but he came yeah. at him. So we know why Cap and Tony aren't can't be that way. I mean, can you imagine Tony or Cap as the lieutenant? There's no way. <laughs> but see, I don't even want this filler guy either, like anywhere near it, because I really thought in my head that Joe was gonna become lieutenant and Gallo was gonna then That's what I thought too. Or I mean at first I thought there for even second Carver just because that one weird scene with Kelly, but I think he's better on truck with Stella. I really thought Gallo was gonna get to join squad because I, I feel like he belongs on squad. He does. And the only reason he didn't before is because he was just trying to be loyal to Stella, but now she's had time to grow as lieutenant and grow into her position. I think it's time to let him join, like but I think I, I think Gallo won't join because I think he feels like he has a lot to learn from Stella before he digs into Severide. And I think he yeah. wants to learn from Severide specifically. So I think we might be more apt to see Gallo join squad when A, Severide comes back, or B, if Severide doesn't come back, then yeah. he'll join. When, a, yeah. when we have a permanent response and a permanent answer, I think we'll see Gallo move over there. Because yeah. I think Gallo, uh, the big thing for Gallo was he actually wanted to learn from Severide. And that goes back to that scene when Matt Casey and Severide found Gallo. Mm-hmm. And they talked to Bowden and Severa was like, yeah, he's eventually going to come to me and I'm going to train yeah. him out. Yeah. So, but that guy this week was just, he was lazy. He was harassing everybody. He was making Joe's life hard. And it kind of broke my heart to see Joe like that because Joe really had no time to take over this leadership ship position from Severide. He's watched right. Severide. He's worked along Severide. He's kind of learned how Severide is, but that's the, that's the problem. And I love yeah. that Stella brought that up to him. Your job is not to be Severide. Mm-hmm. be who you are and lead that way and he handled it he got his yeah, business done he, he got in there and i i do like that they both had that moment of and i felt bad for Stella when she walked in there she's like oh this is just habit actually because you gotta imagine how hard that is for her yeah Severin's not just missing from 51 he's missing from their apartment he's away he's gone gone yeah so that was well, it was, it was mean, nice to see that i i it was also, I think it also kind of, because we talked about how quick, like, Severide leaving and how that was kind of strange. And yeah, I'm glad they sort of addressed that as well yep. with Stella sort of being concerned about that, too. Um, and again, again, I think that's just giving us meat for in case he decides not to return, you know, exactly that there's some some reasons to back that up. Um, and if you notice, we also had scenes with, like, Brett just piping in when, like, she was talking about missing him and going yep. to see him. And I mean, we've heard that you know, Casey's, coming back. Casey's coming back. I swear it gives me really hope for him and Brett. Just the way, like, not only we've talked about them, but like she kept piping in there, like with the, you know, yeah, go see him. Like, because it's almost, I mean, she regrets so much yep. of what happened with them that I'm hoping that we're, that's sort of some foreshadowing that something is going to be resolved there too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
you just seem like there's a lot of Bretsy talk. Yes. And like scenes and stuff. And so. Um, and I know that he wasn't confirmed to come back this episode, but because of the way Brett was talking, I kept waiting for Matt Casey to show up at the too. end. Like I thought and the I end have... scene was going to be him knocking on a door and there he is. Yeah. Because I haven't heard much details on his mm. return and when it's happening. And maybe it's not going to happen until maybe season finale or who knows. Um, was he but... the truck lieutenant or was he engine lieutenant? He was truck. We didn't know an engine lieutenant prior to Herman. Okay. Like if there was one, I don't know. We never met them. So he was so, the truck lieutenant. So I don't know what that means though, but. I kind of hope that they're not going to temporarily lose Stella too. And the Matt Casey's going to come back and fill that. I don't want her to go. Yeah. But I'm trying <laughs> to figure out how Matt, because Matt Casey's not going to come back and just be a worker on engine or truck. I mean, no, but I don't know, I'm just trying to think like. And he's not going to be a squad lieutenant because he's not squad. He's not trained for squad. I wonder if engine and truck could be intermingled, though. Like, I wonder, like, obviously squad is its own unit. But, but we I don't want to lose Herman as, as lieutenant either. No, that's true. So what's Bowden's position? Because I know, like, I mean, could we, we don't, we, he's like in a different position, but he still works out of 51. Do we still need, maybe Casey could get promoted. Could we still have a chief of 51, though, that like is actually like. Because Bowden is over more than just 51 now. Yeah, he's he's the region. He covers a region. So Deputy director, like, I think, or something like that. Could we have a house chief? Maybe Casey could get promoted and come back as a house Bowden chief. is doing both duties. He is still the house chief. He does have I another title within the fire department, but he is the house chief. Yeah. I don't think it's that permanent, in my opinion. But I'm no. like, this is my wishful thinking and hoping that it could somehow be this permanent. But I do kind of feel like Matt Casey is coming back to take Brett away, which is sad. But I can't. I actually, I'm I'm okay with that yeah. because I just I really like the idea of them together. Although, the, do you notice this episode a lot? Brett was talking about all the things that she and Dylan are now doing and the things that they're. What was that I last didn't week? actually. Did I totally block that out? I thought I she was talking about what they did this week. Maybe that was last week. I don't know. But I mean, I, I was thinking she was in the scene with Ritter and Violet and Gallo when they were talking about their weekend. Oh, maybe that that may have happened. I'm telling you, I really don't like Dylan. So I think I've completely blocked out anytime his name is mentioned. I do think she was walking up with Ritter and Gallo because Ritter she said was. something about how he was in the ER or something like that. And she was like, because oh, you know what? I went to go do this. And Gallo was like, mine was a psycho. <laughs> Yes, and then Gallo said it was wonderful when Violet came up. So, like, yeah, he changed his story as soon as, like, she they, they kind of looked at him like, that's not what you just said, but okay. And then Ritter walks away saying, I can't do this with you guys again today. And just walks right through <laughs> it away. So yeah. I, I think she was saying that. So I think that they're doing a lot of focusing on her relationship with this guy, but not showing us this guy. And I think that might be maybe they're preparing that we don't get invested in this guy. Because she's going to go away with Matt Casey. Yeah. That's maybe. what I'm thinking. Yeah. But I mean, another relationship that we got this week is just <laughs> every week, every week, the Hermans get me every single week. This was obviously yeah. better than last, the this last, was, I I'm to keep wanting to say last week, but the last episode, however many yeah. weeks ago it was, Yeah, this was easier to watch. Yes. It was still emotional, still, yes. but it was. It was positive emotions, I think. At least for me, it was. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm not. You are much closer to the situation, so like, I totally get that. Um. But I mean, at least there was some. I, I understand, like you know, Herman's wanting to throw a party. 
she's not wanting to until she knows that like until she feels like there's something truly to be celebrated which i can understand yeah. completely um i understand herman's position because probably as the spouse of this the smaller victories are probably easier to yeah. celebrate than than the person going through it i, I totally understand that um but I, I did, I felt awful when she was just, you know, she's like, I don't want to be seen like this. And I don't know, I felt really bad. And then I loved when he went to Mouch though, because he was like, Mouch, I need your help. Because I was thinking in my head, Trudy, yep, Trudy me too. will get this done. Trudy will get this done. And Trudy was the perfect amount of like, when, when she walked up and said, she's like, so you're not feeling your sexiest right now. Like, you know, I mean, just the perfect amount of like keeping some humor. Yep but also truly addressing the issues you know i mean like and, and being understanding in it mm-hmm. um and just the the whole look of her face when she came in there and just like he like said you look so happy and i was like she looks so beautiful i mean and it was because she looked happy that she truly did look beautiful and i was yeah. so happy for that for that moment um and i mean she agreed like she'll celebrate when she knows that ever, there's something yeah. to celebrate and and I really think we're, I think that's what we're doing. I don't think there's going to be any more hard times for them. No. Because like, Kimo's all, done. Yeah. And I think we're going to get good news like soon yeah. about like it being gone, gone. And since it's lung, we're not going to have to be focused on a mastectomy recovery or procedure. Maybe right. there's radiation, but radiation isn't as hard. So we're done with the hardest parts of this thing. Yeah god because that was so hard to watch i'm so glad i was so worried i mean one episode was plenty oh my gosh that stuff and you know most of her issue most like yes she you do feel like an alien i mean i think i've mentioned this on you before that we shaved my head trying to control some of it but when it actually fell out it was a whole nother game and i didn't want to be seen by anybody because i felt like an alien and nothing about me felt and it's the the chemicals i mean you're poisoning your body so nothing about you feels human at all so i get that but her biggest fear was that was just her excuse her Mm -hmm. biggest fear because that's the fear you have is when you finish chemo it's they won't tell you if you're cancer free yet they will not tell you that until a couple years down the road so your biggest fear is i don't ever want to have to do this again what if i have to do this again yeah and i think that's i think they did a really good job highlighting that when she because she tells herman that at the end yes but herman's face when he said he didn't just say you look so happy. He said, that's all I ever wanted. And when David Eichenberg gets emotional like that, My I cannot God. tolerate it. I know. He is I like. Lose it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, he's like, he's amazing. I mean, there's no one like him. You know, when I grow up, I want a relationship like Cindy <laughs> and, and Herman. <laughs> no, I, absolutely. I mean, like, they're freaking beautiful. Like. No I mean, my husband's great that sounds really bad my husband is an amazing phenomenal he dealt with my cancer journey beautifully here's the thing <laughs> fictional like these fictional men are always better than i mean yes. in, the, in that way i mean because they're meant to be fiction. they and are fictional okay and we're scripted on how to react to things and our husbands and just had to wing yes. it <laughs> they don't show us the times when cindy wants to strangle herman which i'm sure happen all the time like we don't see those moments so and i will say to my husband's credit he had and i felt bad for this because i was going through chemo it was my last it was the one where i was getting chemo every week and he kept saying he didn't feel good i'm like it's probably just the flu he's like no i think i need to call the doctor i'm like it's just the flu or you're sick just go throw up you're fine and then he called the doctor he went in and then he called me he's like um so they have to take my appendix out i have appendicitis I'm like 
Oh gosh. I feel really bad right now that I just coached you to stay home and suck it up. <laughs> but he he drove himself into the hospital and he drove himself home from the hospital because I was sick with after my chemo treatment. That's what he did. He found someone oh. to watch our kids. He drove himself to and from before surgery and after surgery, drove himself, and then he wouldn't sit still because he didn't want me to get up. So he's recovering oh. from surgery. He kept doing all the cooking and all the stuff because he didn't want to have me get up and do stuff. So my husband did do a pretty great job. I just yeah. want that documented that I did say that about my husband because <laughs> it sounds so bad. And I just heard it for the first time how bad it sounds when I say that. Yeah, no, but I'm. So good things from here on out for the Hermans. Good yes. things, good things. And I can't wait to see what I'm really excited about is that party that we know is coming when there's mm-hmm. cancer free. Her kids laughing yeah. with her and smelling with her. I'm excited yeah. for that. I'm really excited yeah. for that. Yeah, I think it'll be great. So uh, Will <sighs> is going to be on Chicago Fire next week. Do you know how excited I was when I saw the preview? Like, oh, <laughs> two episodes Will of Will Halstead. Yes. <laughs> right back to back. I get two hours of Dr. Halstead. I love it. I love it. I actually, when I saw this, I keep, I don't know why. <laughs> I was having deja vu from watching the episodes and the previews because I kept thinking this was the one that we had seen before with, um, it was when they were at med. It was that whatever disease they thought might have been the plague or it was something else. I kept yeah. thinking that was the preview I was watching. So this is like the yeah. third time they've done something like this. They're treating several patients with similar symptoms. Yeah. And Will is worried about a breakout, but they aren't telling us what kind of breakout it is yet. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was like, this had like infection episode mm-hmm. written all over it. And I was like, oh man, like why couldn't we have had like some big, huge crossover event like that? But I know yeah, they the don't last, do those anymore. The last infection episode, it was- That was, that was our last big Ed crossover, PD. right? Yeah. <laughs> That was there was a lot of Adam Ruzek in that episode. <laughs> I remember that was the that was the first time during my like because you know obviously we're binge watching after they've all happened. That was my first episode of PT that I had to go watch, but it was because of Will because at the end of like because that's back when Fire used to come on first or something yep. like so the Fire episode was first and then Med and like Will got knocked on the head and was like bleeding out everywhere and I was like. Find me the PD episode because I'm going to need to see the rest of this play. So that was actually my first PD episode. So this is where, like, I didn't even know Adam Rusek at the time. Or I guess I had already watched. No. Yeah, I'd already watched PD. I don't know. But either way, I remember that was <laughs> they the only all time. together. That, that was the only time I, ha- like, actually had to watch, like, the crossovers, like, in unison or whatever. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. That was That was after my PD binge. And then I was watching mm-hmm. Matt and I remember texting the group chat of oh, PD's here. Oh, there's Adam. I see him. We're okay. I got Adam on there now. I was so excited to see my people on there. <laughs> it's hard when you love those shows. So it speaking is. of PD, we're going to dig into that. And this was Morales's trial. Now Morales was, he was not from the last episode, but the episode before, right? Yeah. Yes. And I kind of, the last like episode. No, it wasn't the last episode. Because the last okay. episode was Ruzik undercover. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really like this method of like episode, have something else happen and then go back to the other one. Like, I don't it, either. It's probably a little bit more realistic in yeah. that, you know, obviously the trial doesn't happen directly after, but it's a little confusing for my head that I kind of wish we would just finish up a storyline like all together and then move on. Um, But I mean, this was still a really good episode. I think yeah. it was. 
it was very Hank centered, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't had one of those in a long time. We have not. We have not. And I mean, it it opened up. He's testifying in this Morales case, um, obviously. And I loved how, like, you know, after he gets done with his testimony, he's sitting down and he notices that that one juror is just acting really strange. And like, I mean, I noticed it too. Like I said, I'm like, what is what is going on? But I couldn't figure out like what was happening. And so I'm, I mean, I love that Hank is that you know observant and like figured out like "Hmm, something's not right here and so he had to get Haley involved to check it out because obviously he can't because that's you know he's in the middle doing all this so he can't be involved with it but um I still was having a hard time like I I don't know if you I did not see any of this of what was going on like coming like I didn't think somehow I thought like the juror would be working for Morales or I don't know I had something else in my head not that we were gonna find that like his people's like kidnapped his wife like this is like some crazy like I'm like I never want to be on like a murder trial or something like are you going to come after my family like yeah. this was like freaking me out to think about I kind of thought that Morales was holding something but I thought it was more like blackmail I didn't think it was like kidnapping yeah. but I did yeah. think that he was innocent man who was roped into doing this because that's kind of Morales's mo yeah but I didn't I did not expect a huge turn that was there and even when hank was like i can't be seen with them but then hank went up to the door and while well, Haley hit alongside because <laughs> you're gonna be seen with them anyway well i guess once that like Haley noticed that the glass and there had actually been like probably like a crime committed there maybe at that point it was okay for hank to love like, oh gotcha you know yeah, what i mean maybe. like that's how i took it like you know because then obviously he's there on police business and not just you know like mm-hmm. tracking this guy down I mean, the amount um, of blood that was there, though. Holy, I know head wounds bleed a lot, but I mean, that was a lot of blood. That, yeah. I mean, I don't know. This whole, the whole thing had me stressed out because I'm like, this is for, and what did Morales want? Like, obviously, he wasn't going to be able to convince people you were not guilty. Like, buddy, you're guilty. Like, no, but like if, you're, if there's not a consensus, it can be deemed a mistrial because you couldn't come to a consensus. And then they start over. But then you just have to do it again. So, like, I don't know. It, it but seems he's like free in the meantime, I think. Do you, is he? Oh, maybe I don't know. I guess I don't know what happens. If he can make bail, trial. which I'm fairly certain he probably could. So I I do think that I that was a little scary. I don't know if he would. I mean, he would be out free of during a mistrial if he made bond. Mm-hmm. I believe because if yeah. you're not proven guilty, although you're in jail, I don't know because he was already in jail, wasn't he? Because yeah, Ochoa took being, up. You're probably being held without bail. I would think. Because you're probably a flight risk. I don't know. I'm just throwing out terms that I hear on my like <laughs> shows here. Like I don't actually know any of this information, but and it just seemed kind of crazy. Like I'm like, what do you? It's not like you're going to get off. Like eventually you're going to be found guilty because there's like lots of evidence. Yes, yes. And I'm and even that guy said he's like, I don't know how long I can keep voting not guilty. We all know he's guilty. Yeah, it's like, obvious. It's so like I get Haley's her desire to keep everything in line, keep everything on the books, keep everything above board. I get that desire, especially since she's trying to, I feel like she's trying to fill Jay's shoes a little bit, Mm -hmm. but this is something that it should have been understood. Hank cannot do. It's not that he's being a bad cop. It's not that he's trying to keep things off the books. It's that he doesn't have another choice in this. I think he probably should have looked in the ASA. Yeah, but she would have been he's right, though. She would have been duty bound to tell the judge and then it would have been thrown out. And the same issue that they're trying to avoid would take over. 
Yeah, I think he was just it was he was in a really bad place where exactly. no answer was the right answer. Here exactly. As far as goes. Um, but I feel like he was punished for that. That's not his fault. No, I agree. I agree. I did. I did like. Obviously, Dante goes undercover again to go in there, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I love the scene when they have Ochoa in the cage and Dante walks by and he goes, "What's up?" <laughs> yes. I was so excited for the cage to be back. I mean, I've been yes. missing the cage, even though it was like, it was very tame this time. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. I'm still back. Like, I mean, I miss those days of like old Hank school. Just like, the crap out of them? Yeah, actually I do. Hank or Al. It was always those two that oh. were in there like just messing people up. And I, I miss it. Maybe that's why it's not back because Hank just goes down there to remember Al. <laughs> It was really just, just although sometimes Antonio would get like a little only rough. only if it was a case that was personal to him. Otherwise, Antonio did not like the cage. Adam went in there a time or two, didn't he? Maybe even Jay did because Jay would sometimes too. Like we never got to see any of the girls. I guess I don't know. I'm trying to think. Aaron, maybe no. Like, we saw Kim go in there once. Did we? So it's just At Haley. Not. Haley's probably the only one that's too no. good to go. I think that's because when Haley came on, the cage started to go away yeah true because aaron was definitely on there a couple times but he this guy obviously he's not talking yeah and that that was another like dick wolf you you're just like you take things that should be like normal things that you grieve and you twist them sometimes dick wolf yeah weird it's a weird thing you do man (laughs) this was so weird like i didn't know how to feel about like because obviously like we needed him to talk okay Mm -hmm. and we had to get this done but, like, I felt so bad, like, when they get to, like, his house. Oh, it's that part. Was it his house or was it just a house? It was a front. Frequented? Okay. I think it might have been his brother's house that he uses because okay. it was not connected to him. True, true. But they, I guess they, they knew that he had been there a bunch and that's how they, like, figured this it's out. It's because or I think they pinged his phone going there, okay. I think. Yeah, yeah. But his poor brother, I mean, like... I mean, the guy's obviously, I mean, we walked out, you can obviously tell that he's got cancer. And I mean, even the look on Hank and Haley's face, it's like, they don't really want to use this. No. Like, no. <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Because they also found drugs in the house. And I mean, you know that Hank didn't want to do that. Because I mean, mm. Hank's history with his wife, I mean, he's not. Yeah. I mean, even Haley putting the handcuffs on the guy was like so gentle. I mean, like obviously they don't want to but like yeah. they've got to do what they got to do because it's so it's so chill guys bad news you know so i mean yeah. this woman's dying while they're like not able to find her mm-hmm. um and they have them on like, tape saying let her die the moment we get the verdict that we want we're gonna yeah. just let her die and walk away from her and i think that um watching you you gotta know that they were probably taking real good care of ochoa's brother upstairs They're, because obviously ochoa can't see them Ochoa can't have contact with him so it's not like he can figure out oh they're just playing with me so they're mm-hmm. gonna be decent to the innocent person who they know is innocent right it, it, Ochoa got it he wanted it in writing so it's he was being smart about it but obviously they picked the right thing and his mm-hmm. buddy died and he didn't have any care about it yeah. his only response was I've done the one in my life he wouldn't have said a word so yeah. you, you know this guy your whole life you're that cold hearted that's the other reason why they had to use this brother, because if this man who he knew all his life and he clearly had a long standing relationship with him, he died and he didn't care at all. They mm-hmm. obviously have to use extreme measures to get him to speak before this other innocent person right. dies. Right. 
I mean, it is what it is, but yeah. I mean, I remember thinking, oh gosh, I don't like this at all. I, and <laughs> nobody did, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. So they do find her. Mm-hmm. And she is, she had to bleed out a lot. Like a lot. Yeah, she was in bad shape. Yeah. But I mean, I guess we did, I mean, she was stable is what Kank ended up telling um, her husband. But but in the ICU. Yeah. So still not good, which mm-hmm. made me nervous. I'm thinking, oh God, head injuries, you could be stable, but. That was the hardest thing of watching Hank tell her husband because he said she's going to be okay, right? And Hank couldn't tell him that. No, because we don't know. I mean, she's alive and she's probably going to live. But is she okay? How heartbreaking. Don't know. Yeah. And that's when the guy was like, no, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to vote. He was not. He was not. Yeah. After he, all that, yeah, no, he's going away. Like we're gonna, we're gonna go vote for sure. Yeah, but he obviously voted guilty, and Morales instantly looked over at him. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of hoping that the guy would stare him down, although that would probably be a death sentence for him and his wife eventually. Yeah. But I'm I was like, I think kind of hoping already have to like move out of Chicago now and like yeah. just go somewhere else, like pack yeah. it up. Do you? I don't think it would be hard to do that after this, though. I don't know. I think I would have to just because I don't know who this man knows. Yes. Like, I, th- I think I'd be gone. Like, I'm going to need to get out of here. Thank and I don't you. think it would be a difficult decision. No. No. Let's go. <laughs> and so I was a little disappointed in S.A. Chapman, too, when nope. Hank feels her in and she was like, you made me complicit. No, he didn't do anything to you. He didn't. Nothing about it. Oh, She's well. taking that too far, especially since I'm sorry. Do you remember what you did with the last, the reason you're fighting this case? Because you didn't tell Hank the truth and you weren't honest with him. And then Hank yeah, it, put himself on the line for you and also didn't tell how many laws you broke and what you were doing. And you're going to come at him for A, saving your case, B, putting this guy away when he needs to be put away, and C, saving an innocent woman from being murdered. You're going to come I at him about so that? Mad. So mad. Like, I was, I mean, I was a little bit rooting because once again, we mentioned getting the drink and all this stuff. I was thinking, you know what? I think we are heading down a potential path of like, are we going to have something with Hank in this ASA? And then I'm like, I wanted to call her a mean name that I'm not allowed to say here on the like <laughs> this podcast. Like, I was so mad. I'm like, leave him alone. Like he, mm-hmm. like, I feel like everybody was on his case this week, but I feel like Hank did everything he was yes. supposed to do this week. This is good police work. I don't know, but I was on his side 100% the whole episode. Like you said, there was no good answers here. So he took the one that sucked less. There was literally, it was either we're going to let this guy go or we're going to save this woman. Because the thing is, even if you had allowed it to cause a mistrial, you don't think Morales would have found somebody else on the next jury? Exactly. To do this to again? Like... This was the only way to do this. And if they declared it a mistrial, that woman was going to be left to die anyway. Yes. And with Morales out, it would have been much harder to find her. Mm -hmm. So her refusal to see it as it was, the facts. And she even said, you're obligated to report. Well, is he obligated to report the affair that you had with your key witness? Exactly. Because he didn't do that either. And you seem pretty okay with that. Yeah, I she just, was up on her high horse and it made me angry. I didn't, I, like didn't it. I, I, I don't like her as much as I thought I was going to like her because of this. Same. Same. When you think, when you are so blatantly coming into a, a, a situation and you are not abiding by the rules, 
and then you get up on as if you are above everyone else. That's not no, no. I don't I don't like that kind of hypocrisy. Yeah, I didn't like it either. And next week, uh, we luckily don't have to deal with this anymore. Although I do wonder if that guy and his wife are gonna come back in some way, shape, or form. I don't, I don't think know. so because Morales is put away. Yeah. But it's just so weird that we have ended something uncertain. I don't yeah. think I'm gonna see him again though, but it would be it would be weird. Now next yeah. week we have we're back to Kim and her shooting trauma. There was a lot of buzz on Twitter. That's is this the uh, episode that there was like buzz yes. about? Because I wasn't sure. Okay. Because Jesse Lee Sofer, I think, is directing this one. I thought he did this one. Maybe I'm sure he directed this episode. Did, it was this one. Okay. It was the Hank one. Oh, yeah, it yeah. was because that's how I'm doing that. So yeah. this one, there was people, it's because of its rating and it's it says um sexual something sexual tension or sexual scene something like oh, that i didn't know this it does yes that's what it says i, I didn't hear what i thought to. well i don't know like yeah. i heard i did hear but i had nothing to base this on other than i just heard someone saying that there was supposed to be like a possible sex scene and i'm like yes please Okay, so it says sexual situations is in the warning for this. That's why I got the rating it did. Their age rating is 16 and up because sexual situations and violence. And then um, someone else said they want a Burzak steamy kiss, whatever. And then um, the person who posted it said there have been episodes with that rating because they had exotic dancers, but usually there's a casting call for them. Other episodes with that rating had kissing in bed, undressing each other, et cetera. So hopefully it's Berserk related. It means we're getting something. And apparently Marina is excited about this episode. I so- am torn on that though. I, I would love it because we know that I've been waiting for this, but it feels too soon for me. I, I agree. I don't really want to see, I, I, but Twitter is uh, the general fan base. I think they just want spicy. I don't, I don't care about spicy. I don't want necessarily want spicy. I, I want I mean, real I, lasting connection. I want spicy, but I want it to be after they've healed and after they are back together. And you just give us a little fun scene, like of, at the beginning of an episode, just for fun. Like, I don't want it to be rushed into. Mm-hmm. Berzek, I want to be forever and ever. So like, I do not need it rushed into again. Like, mm-hmm. We've had a couple moments where, I mean, obviously they were rushed into in the beginning because that didn't work out. Yep. We've been rushed into again when they've had their other random hookups, I think, and, you know, just different things. Like, I want this to be for real. And yeah. so I I will sacrifice the spicy for now to get like a genuine connection here. Now, if we can get the genuine connection and the spicy, cool with it. But I think... That I don't think we're going to get that this time because Kim is still in therapy. And we see that in the, in the preview. I don't remember the wording she used, but she's still sitting there in her therapist's office talking about this. And I, I hope Hank pushes her because she does need to say some things to Hank. Hank yes. said from the very first episode, don't lie to me. <laughs> Let me take care of whatever I judge. Yeah. He's not going to pull her off. And if she knows Hank yeah. at all, he's not going to pull her off. But he is going to care for her so she can actually heal and get over this and be the cop that she is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hank doesn't have anybody on his team that is incapable of doing this job. Right. But they will become incapable if they do not trust him and they do not. Oh, it's not that she doesn't trust him, but they lie to him about this stuff. Well, but I, I hope like that he pushes all- and she tells him. Yeah, because we know Kevin knows about it, which is great. Yeah. I feel like the whole team needs to know about it because Absolutely. that's what keeps them safe out there in the field. If they understand what she's going through, no one's going to judge her for this. No exactly. one's going to like 
they're just going to be there to be an extra to watch out yeah. and make sure that she's okay. So Look at what Haley did, even yeah. Aaron went through that. So, I mean, it's all the women have gone through. I, I, not a lot of the men have, I don't think. I know. Why is it always the women? This is really crappy. If I'm being honest with you, I didn't the realize way, that you just said that the women do get beat up a whole lot more. I mean, of course, Adam almost OD'd, but beyond that, the women on PD take the most of the beating. Yeah, they do. What is up with that? It's pretty crappy, if I'm being honest with you. Not that I want anybody other to get beat up, but it probably shouldn't be exclusively the women. No, I mean, Although Hank... Ever, I mean, has anything ever happened to Kevin? No. No, just, not that it, I wanted just to, with his but... brother where he had to get him out, but nothing physically harming him or anything like that. And again, I mean, we Jay don't want anyone to be physically I mean, harmed on there. But I think Jay took some beatings a couple of times. I mean, that one guy that Aaron had to save him from. Oh, yeah. That he got kidnapped. So that was pretty bad. So, I mean, Jay took a couple of beatings. And Adam's Hank. taken some too. It's just Kevin. Like, Kevin's gotten off easy here. Like, <laughs> he's taken no beatings at all. Kevin does the beatings. Right? No, not even that. He's never really no, he doesn't. He doesn't. He anyway. plays smart. So that's next week. And um, we have some people are hoping for some Berzik scenes. Some people are hoping for a lot of things to happen. But I think that we need to remember that, A, she's still in therapy. And, B, it's only a 45-minute episode. So don't yeah. get your hopes I, too I do, high for all the things that you want to have happen on this episode. Yeah, I think it's going to – I think there is going to be a breakthrough. I think there is going to be some Berzik scenes. I am not anticipating any sort of, like, steamy scene. I hope I'm, not. I'm anticipating more of, like, a feelings scene of them like actually discussing i would them. love that that's I, what i want i want I scenes want like that, that more i want i want that even more than i want a spicy scene spicy scenes can come later like after they're already established and back together like that's connection that's what an actual relationship is about a relationship yeah. except especially before you're like fully committed to each other in a marriage or something like that <laughs> it's it, the the physical stuff can come and go yeah. and it's not permanent well, but these lasting connections that you make are how you build that up. And I think they need to build a lot back up, especially yeah. since Roman was so easily able to get her out of the engagement with Adam well, in the first place. And we've seen, I mean, they've had their steamy scenes. They, they've, they've hooked up. They've had these one night stands off and on throughout the relationship. That's not the problem. Like, obviously they need to be talking about their feelings yeah. and discussing like what they truly mean to each other. I mean, they can hook up like that. Yeah. They do that periodically. They haven't done it in a while, but that, they do that periodically anyway. So they may have, I mean, they are living in the same roof. I mean, it seems kind of crazy that you haven't had any hookups since then, but you know. But I think uh, that just speaks to where they are mentally, that they are, they yeah. understand that there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah. And I think it's, it shows that they're willing to do it. And I like that. I prefer that to the other stuff. I just want them moving forward. This is all I'm hoping for. <laughs> I, I am kind of sick of seeing them in the same spot week after week after week after week. After week. Like yeah. I would I would like progress. Yeah, agreed. So that's that's coming next week. Of course, all of them are new next week. They will actually be back next week. They're not taking another break, I don't think, until the season ending. I no. hope not. So it should be back next week. We got the previews. It's coming back. Check out our group, One Chicago Chicago Family Fan Club. Our brackets are all done now, right? We finished them up. We have winners in all the groups. I think we have, by the time this airs, it will be done, yeah. I think. So check I think we only got like maybe one or two more rounds. Yeah. Check out who won our brackets for favorites. Favorite, uh, is it dudes, right? Or do we just have people? Favorite cast members? Yeah, favorite characters? Next. 
So check those out. Check who won that. Go over there and discuss. Remember, we have our spoiler post. That's 36-hour spoiler ban. Well, you can have discussions in our spoiler thread. Nowhere else. And then you need to make sure that you're letting us know what's a spoiler. So post might get approved slowly, but we still want to hear what you have to say about the episodes. So join us over there. Do not forget to subscribe so we can get you more fun things. The more credible we are as a podcasting group, the more interviews we can get you. So just keep that in mind when you're looking at our channel and listening to us. And don't forget that Sundays is our Fox night where we talk 911 OG and 911 Lone Star. Tuesdays, obviously, you're aware is our Chicago night, our NBC night, where we talk about that. And tomorrow, you've got a Grey's Anatomy, our ABC night. It's Grey's Anatomy and Station 19 coming at you. And when this season is done, when all these seasons wrap up, we'll have something new for you on those weeks. So check those out, and we'll see you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Loving our content? Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends. We want to continue the conversation with you. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok under Fan and Family Chats, or one of our ever-growing Facebook groups by searching Family Fan Club. We've also launched a website, FamilyFanClub2021 at Wixsite.com. You can email us there and keep checking it for announcements and merch coming soon. And of course, be sure to tune in every week for new episodes discussing all your favorite shows.